0: hey guys i'm tyler i'm a ginger and i work for satan what up guys i'm aaron and i manually masturbate caged animals for
1: artificial insemination
2: i'm amy and i want to own an emu in the future saw dudes i'm listening with all three years oh yeah i'm bridget
0: and we are a bunch of shitheads hey guys before we begin this episode i just like to say this disclaimer that this was recorded virtually none of us were in the same room together and we were abiding by social distancing make sure you stay safe wash your hands wear masks in public and abide by social distancing guidelines thank you and we love you enjoy the episode so this week we have a special guest with us as well Roisin why don't you introduce yourself
3: Hi, I'm (laughs) Rafine.
0: Cool. Now, let's get into it. So, similar to last time, this is going to be a bit more of a serious topic for an episode. We'll be talking about moral controversies. So, tonight's episode will cover the idea of altruism quite a bit. For those of you who don't know what altruism is, it's a in its most basic form, the idea of putting others before yourself. Being Whoa. Altruistic means something uh means something is lost when you go to help someone else. This could be physical self sacrifice by giving your own life for someone else, or it could be a bit less drastic of donating money or giving up time to volunteer. A classic uh, psychology thought experiment is the trolley problem, deriving from the mid-20th century and was created by English philosopher and Oxford professor Philippa Foote, but was popularized by the MIT professor Judith Jarvis Thompson. Now Amy is going to be quote-unquote the moderator for today's episode. And so I hand it over to her to discuss the first dilemma.
1: Oh, discuss away, Aim.
4: Thank you. So um, fun fact, we are going to be going over the trolley problem within today's episode too. But it's not the first one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a moral dilemma. And then each of you guys can go around saying your viewpoints and talk a little bit about it. And if you guys want, you can like nicely debate and if everyone agrees i might go in and play devil's advocate where i see necessary but we'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out as we go so the first moral dilemma is you are at your best friend's wedding just an hour before the ceremony is to start okay earlier that day you came across definitive proof that your best fe- your best friend's spouse to be is having an affair with the best man you catch them sneaking out a room together looking disheveled if you tell your friend about the affair, their day will be ruined, but if you don't want them to get married to a cheater. So what do you do?
0: Well, obviously, there's only one right answer, and that's polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> but what? that's another day.
4: That's later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so well, uh, the five oh, of us... Oh, <laughs>
0: no no we are abiding by social distancing
3: Clearly, stay safe
4: so uh what are you guys thinking would you tell your best friend and ruin the wedding or would you tell them later on or not tell them at all
0: see i think that if you tell them before the wedding then that's the best opportunity for you to tell them because they're not going to be hurt later on after committing their life to the other person because matrimony is supposed to be a uh, lifelong vow and so if you tell them before they get married then you're saving them the pain of going through the divorce after the fact and so i think that the best option for you is to tell them before they go to the altar
4: anyone else agree
2: disagree uh i agree with that because as much as you don't want to ruin their day you would rather them have a wedding with someone who truly cares for them rather than someone who would just cheat on them on their wedding day, especially. Um, Overall, you would want them to be with a better person because if they're your best friend, you don't want them to be with someone that doesn't, like, they may make them happy, but they'll be hurt by this, and so uh, I think telling them is the best option.
1: Uh, I have I would... a history of people not believing me, so uh, I'm not gonna say anything. They can figure it out for themselves.
3: <laughs> uh, I won't tell them before the altar. Like, weddings are expensive. Like, they should enjoy that. But then, like, that night or the next day, like, tell them what you saw, because like they can always get the marriage annulled too. You know. Personally,
4: I don't <laughs> think I would have the guts to tell them on their wedding day.
0: <laughs> or afterwards.
4: No, I think I would tell them
0: afterwards. I would much rather like, have the opportunity to have a wedding with someone that I know is actually devoting themselves to me rather than have a wedding with someone who's cheating on me.
1: But back to Tyler's point earlier, um, if this is a polyamorous wedding, then like, <laughs>
0: go for it.
4: Okay. Uh for the next one. So this is the trolley problem. There's a lot of different versions of it. So I chose like the most common and we can go on and go into more variations depending on people's answers of it. So I'm assuming you guys know the trolley problem, but I'm still gonna say it anyway. So imagine you're standing beside some tram tracks. Surprisingly, it said tram and not train. I I guess a tram's a trolley track, didn't even know that. So in the distance, I, yeah, but I I, like, I thought it was a train track. It's
1: a fast train.
4: Oh, big brain. So in the distance, you spot a runaway trolley speeding down the tracks towards five workers who cannot hear it coming. Even if they do spot it, they won't be able to move out of the way in time. As the trolley barrels forward, you glance down and see a lever connected to the tracks. You realize that if you pull the lever, the tram will be diverted down a second set of tracks away from the five unsuspecting workers. However, down the sidetrack is one lone worker just as oblivious as his colleagues. So would you pull the lever leading to one death but saving five?
3: Yes, I'd pull the lever. At that point, it's just minimizing loss because you can't prevent either of them, you know? So it's just about minimizing it.
4: I'm Matt from Criminal Minds. Smart kid. <laughs> now, Anyone else?
0: Um, I'm going to go into a bit of, like, I guess, more of a scientific discussion about this. Because uh, there was an experiment done, and this experiment took people and actually placed them into this experience they set up uh actors with the um with a recorded video of workers on some tracks and then they had a overlapping video that showed the train approaching now this was all um set up but they took people And they brought them into a control room that has a switch that uh, if you switch it, it shows a video of the track actually changing. And they had people actually run through this situation, this scenario. And what really was surprising was Although most people didn't do anything because they froze, there were a couple people that did actively switch it. And that just shows the nature of humans where the fight or flight reflex kicks in and either you freeze in the moment and you don't know what to do, or you're able to think clearly, to switch the lever. And so this was done by um, a YouTuber named Vsauce, and it was for his web series um, called Minefield. But it's really interesting to think about the idea of, although we can contemplate this idea as much as we can we'll never know what we actually will do in the moment unless we're in that moment
4: true true i feel like the fight or flight slash freeze a lot of people forget that last thing like freeze is definitely a response that happens to a lot of people i usually instead of fight or flight get freeze but um a lot of people underestimate how much that will control people now that we can sit down and think about it personally i think i would also pull the lever like rochine did because like she said save five over one but yeah
1: yeah i'm gonna uh, bridget agree with Aaron. uh i'm gonna agree with Roisin brand on this
4: one <laughs> bridget any opinions or no
2: um i would want to pull the lever to Because pulling the lever is only the one person, correct? Right. Yeah. So I I would want to, but in the moment, as Tyler said, I genuinely don't know what I would do because it would just be like an instinctual reaction. So I I would hope to pull it, but I don't know what I would actually do.
0: Now, if I may play devil's advocate a little bit. You're not allowed. So um, the other question that arises with this is, If you pull that lever, you're the one that's actively killing the single person. Exactly. Versus doing nothing and letting coincidence kill them.
3: Exactly.
4: And on top of that, to push that even further, uh, recently I read this um, essay about donations and how you're morally obliged to, like, donate and i thought it was interesting because in the essay the author brought up the trolley problem and he or she i I don't remember their name uh talked about yeah they talked about how if you stand there and watch the five people die you'd rather pull the one lever and let one person die, but at the same time, by not donating to charities saving people's lives, you're doing the same exact thing as watching the five people die instead of donating and letting less people die. But it went into how it was different because you don't actually see the people. I, I just thought it was interesting to br- well, bring up, but yeah. On the,
0: on the other side of that, I think that um, it's definitely more of a circumstantial thing exactly uh, where say i'm gonna introduce another (laughs) um moral debate but say you're on a street corner you're about to go buy yourself whatever and then you see a homeless person and they ask you to buy them a hot dog it's the same amount of money So you only have enough money to either buy the hot dog or buy yourself the thing. Right. What do you do? Do you buy the person the hot dog or do you buy yourself the object?
4: Personally, I think this is going to sound so bad, but just like, going into Boston and things like that, there's a lot of homeless people and there's a lot of people asking for money. And I myself see a lot of people just walk by and ignore them. And I'm I'm also guilty of that, just walking by and ignoring them because you're afraid to move out of the mold and do something differently. And there's also this negative stereotype around homeless people, but it's just like the trolley problem in a way. So for the people who did say they would pull the lever or they would try to, and this is assuming you're not in the moment, you have like a million years to think about this and you can just like take your time and think about it. Um, What if the singular person that would die if you pulled the lever was like a family member or a friend that you really loved?
3: This is gonna sound bad. but It it depends on which friend or family member. (laughs) <laughs> what if it was Kieran,
4: your little brother, Roshi?
3: Of those five people. But yeah. anybody else. I mean. I'm sorry, see, but what's,
1: what's more tragic? Five people dying and one person dying. It's five listen,
3: people. My, listen, my little brother shared his Red Bull with me last night. Like, he's, he's a G. <laughs> is
1: he a G or is he an F? Or an H? Or an I or J? Never mind.
4: Oh, that was (laughs) an alphabet joke. I didn't get it at first because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Oh, me too. Aaron, what would you do? What? What would you do? I just said what I would do. Did you let your family member friend die? Yeah. What if it was me? What if I was the one person? Uh,
1: You know, I... i I'm
4: (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry.
4: No, there's nothing wrong with it. Five lives, your own life. I get that. Tyler, Bridget, do you guys have any opinions about the new version of the trolley problem?
0: So, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about earlier. And um, you're either taking yourself and actively killing someone you personally know And you're going to have that guilt for the rest of your life. Or just play bystander and have the five people who you don't know and who aren't on your hands die. All All right. All right.
1: All right. You know what? Here's the problem with this problem. Here's the problem. With that. you can't say it's chance when why are there five people on the train track in the first place there has to be a reason why they're there they're not just congregating no they're working on this yeah then this then that's the company's fault that is the company's fault why there's people on the track in the first place right so, you know so what? if you, you know what no matter what happens it is not my
3: fault no exactly and honestly like i feel like most of the people that like I'm close to, like close enough for me to really care about killing them to right. save five people, are all people who would understand if I was killing them to save five people, you know? Right. So, like, like they would get it and they would do the same thing if they were in my position, too. Like, if our roles were. They role would star.
4: have, yeah, the same view as you. Yeah, like. It's, I, like
1: I, it's like Han Solo in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs>
1: I, I love you. Month. I know. Anyway, continue
4: okay so are we ready to move on to the next one are there any other comments about this i
2: have one more thing to say but it's more a gag thing go for it Um, oh sorry knowing our luck we would be the ones on the track we would be one of the five
3: (laughs) i mean there is five people in this chat right now so
4: yeah that's the five people on the track there you go
2: it was like, no. knowing my luck, I'm one of the five. I, I'm not even pulling the lever, so I don't even get the option. There was one that's like, what if you were the one person tied to the trap and you also had the lever? So, like, flipping the lever, you'd be, it'd be one person, but it would be yourself.
1: All I know is whatever company is doing this should be, like, completely fine. All right? This will never, ever happen. I don't care what kind of a dilemma, like, hypothetically this is. Like, this is a horrible, horrible dilemma.
3: I recommend because it's
1: call- so it's so not not going to happen
3: this is what we call malpractice um...
4: so the next one i'm going to introduce has been the favorite my favorite one i've ever heard i think um Oof. based off of what i can remember at least this is a really good one so You're driving alone in an empty, foggy road when, out of nowhere, you hit and kill an old lady. Based on what happened, you will probably go to jail for a very long time, okay? And don't talk to me about laws and protecting people and stuff. Like, no matter what, you're going to go to jail. It's going to be a long time. You're going to hate it. You get out of your car to inspect the scene, and a man comes running up to you. He's crying and starts to explain how you just hit the old lady with his car and killed her. There's only you, the old lady, and the man who believes he killed her. Putting all of the investigations aside and assuming the police will blindly believe to whoever confesses, do you let the man believe he killed the old old lady, or do you admit you did? Sorry, dude. You're you're gonna let him believe it? He,
0: yeah, it was an accident. This one confuses me because obviously someone heard the women hitting your car. Like, it's not going to be silent. There's going to be a thud. How does the other person believe they hit the lady if they didn't actually hit the lady? also they just, at the same time they
4: run up and they they just believe they did
0: but there was no, no like sound there were there what you call they, stupid and they yeah, do not realize they,
3: maybe they fell asleep at the wheel or something i just woke up and saw the old lady and like didn't know what was going on so they blamed themselves for it you know yeah something just happened where they're totally under the impression that they did it they're stupid I like to think that I'd be nice enough to just go, no, 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 like, don't guilt yourself over this. It was me, but at the same time, I would not survive in prison, so...
1: (laughs) Is is this nighttime this happens?
4: Yeah, it's, like, nighttime on a foggy road, and there's no cameras. Everyone's, like, asleep, or except for, like, you three people.
2: Like, no no one will be able... We found
0: her dead. We found her dead. Now, the other question is how will you convince the other person that you did it if they're already convinced that they did it
4: you just have to like it's it's more of a dilemma of do you be honest or do you not like if you said that you actually did it i think in the world of where this dilemma is from they would believe you but it's more of a thing of whether or not you say the truth
1: so, like, did we actually kill them?
4: Yes, you hit the old lady and killed her.
1: No, I didn't.
3: <laughs> the old lady walking around at night, straight up though. Whose fault is this really? Yeah, that's fair.
1: There's mm. the problem with these moral dilemmas. It's like it's like some supernatural thing that would never actually hypothetically happen comes to play, and you have to figure out what you would do. Like that's 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 bullshit.
4: Yeah, but that's the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any uh, anyone else want to say what they do with this?
2: I feel like uh, despite the police just believing whoever confesses, they'd still further look into it to confirm it. And then um, because of that, if you lie, you're just making it worse for yourself. But if, if you're honest, then they'll know, like, You were honest about it. Yeah, it was a mistake. There are consequences you have to face, but they're not going to be as hard as if you try to get out of it. So that's kind of my mindset. So I I would hope that I would be honest in that situation.
0: I mean, the other thing is whose car has the dent in it from the old lady? (laughs) Like, (laughs) the old
4: lady was so small, she didn't even dent a car. Like, there was no dent.
0: It's so easy (laughs) to dent a car.
4: She's just like, like, you were like slowing down to a stop and you're like, Bumped her and she like fell over and just died.
1: <laughs> She's actually young but looks old.
2: Ah, sorry guys, it was actually me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's faking her death.
2: She wants the insurance money.
1: College is cheaper if you fake your
0: death.
4: College, College is, is cheaper if you your do fake your death. <throat> okay, uh, last comments for this one.
1: Oh, oh, um eggs
4: great great so i accidentally skipped one on my list fun fact thanks bridget for texting me that um so uh this one right here is also pretty good this is also one of my favorites but not as good as the old lady one in my opinion so you are an eyewitness to the crime to a crime and something This moral dilemma I got off of whatever website I used, I think it might've been a Buzzfeed article, forgot to say that you are the only eyewitness to this crime. So you are the only eyewitness to a crime. A man has robbed a bank, but instead of keeping the money for himself, he donates it to a poor orphanage that can now afford to feed, clothe, and care for its children. You know who committed the crime, If you go to the authorities or the police with the information, there's a good chance the money will be returned back to the bank, leaving a lot of kids in need. What do you do? I personally, I don't think I would turn him in. What's the crime? Uh, He robbed the bank and then he took the money. he got from the bank and he donated it to an orphanage to help the children live happier and more healthy lives. Oh, a
2: Robin Hood scenario. Yeah.
1: This is a classic Robin Hood. Exactly. He should go to jail for a long time.
4: Wow. I personally, I don't think I'd turn him in. If it was all going to the children and they needed the money, I would not turn them in.
0: Wait, they're going to find out
1: anyway. It's just going to make it faster.
0: Who was it. the victim of the crime? A bank. Oh.
3: Wait, wait. Well, if they're on trial, then they've already found him. It's just whether or not the jury. Alright. Well, they're, they're
4: not on trial. It's just like you were the only eyewitness. Uh, no one else uh, knows who it is. So sorry, it's up to you.
3: I saw nothing. I was distracted by the pretty fucking lights. Like, yeah, I would probably testify? say the same thing.
0: So I think that think <laughs> the um biggest argument for me is that banks are insured by the government if they lose money they get it right back anyway right like if so in a
4: way no one's affected by this other than the children who exactly got the food
0: so well, no, the I, federal I, government I
4: has
1: to pay them back, so they lose the money. It's 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 money spent on that that's lost by the people that have it. So no matter what, they committed a crime. Uh, they should go to jail. That's it. Ooh.
4: Tyler, any g-
3: viewpoints, Bridget? Um, Tyler, you but, agreed with me, Bridget. The federal government also has like money set aside to back banks yeah. like that. Life. Ever since there was like financial crisis, like, the fr- like one of the first ones that we have, like back in the 1800s, they have money set aside for it.
1: Yeah, but still, but like, it, you shouldn't, it, you don't want to have to use it for that. Wouldn't you rather use it for, like, not that? It's supposed to be used for FDIC insured people that lose their money individually from fraud and stuff like that. If you have an entire bank that gets robbed and they just lose all the money, like that's, that's a crime. No, you need to go to jail for
0: hurt. that. Those are two separate things. It,
1: it doesn't matter. But my point is, is, he should go to jail. He robbed a bank. I don't care what you're using the money for. You robbed a bank. You did something wrong. I don't care if you believe it's right. Like, stealing money? Stealing is just bad in general. So you're going to steal from somebody, and then you're going to go and give it to somebody who might need it? Like, that's great, but you don't steal in the first place. Maybe just be a nice person. Oh, God.
4: So you're saying, so Aaron, you're saying instead of stealing the money, he should have
1: donated. He could give his own money or just like not do anything at all. It's like it's like do the right thing or just don't. You know what I mean?
4: Right. Anyone else? No? Okay. okay.
1: This guy should go to get death penalty.
4: Whoa. All right. <laughs> all right. oh, we that could talk not, about... No.
3: No, I'm I'm joking about that.
0: That's another episode if we want it. That, no. That is
3: that is a whole ass episode in
2: itself.
0: (laughs) That's like two episodes. Rosheen, we need another
2: episode where you tell us our, um, uh, you tell your post office conspiracy theory.
3: Bridget, I'm creating another one. Wait, wasn't that about how you've never seen a uh, mail truck getting uh,
2: gas? Right. Maybe We'll, we'll discuss but, this
4: later.
0: Another episode, another episode. I have.
4: No, 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 because I've seen sure. a mail truck oh, getting I've gas before. Maybe. Another episode. He was not connected to
3: the gas <laughs> Another episode.
0: Diving.
4: Not now. Not now. Save
3: the content for more.
4: <laughs> okay, okay. Last moral dilemma. Unless anyone else has any comments about the guy nope. who robbed the bank Keep going. nope okay bless bless you <laughs>
1: that's so mad thank you all right okay Pauline. so
4: here we go last one also one of my favorites i put my favorites at the end as you can tell so you are a awful doctor. wrong wow dang you can't even be a doctor nope so you're a doctor at a top hospital You have six gravely ill patients, five of whom are in urgent need of organ transplants. You can't help them, though, because there are no available organs that can be used to save their lives. The sixth patient, however, will die without a particular medicine. If she dies, you will be able to save the other five patients by using the organs of patient six, who is an organ donor. What do you do? This is assuming... All the oaths, the Hippocratic oath, and everything is off the table. It's totally up to you.
0: But it what... should be up to the patient,
4: right? But say, it's not, say it's
0: not. not say cause... it's not. Say it's
4: because you're the doctor. Whatever you got to decide.
0: Just it's assume not it's, it's it's like it's every the more problem and problem just the awful. The, This is the trolley problem.
4: It is the trolley problem. It is very similar to it
2: because it takes into consideration like if i were to connect it to nowadays because we are currently in the pandemic um how people like younger people that need ventilators are more likely to get them than older people because the younger people a have or presumably have a better chance of surviving and
0: without predispositions
2: yeah and uh, also they haven't lived as long so they still have the rest of their lives ahead of them while older people uh would be less likely to get it so it also takes that into factoration factoration sure that's a word now Uh, good
4: job you just invented a word
2: thanks
0: we did that a lot
2: facturation yeah put in the dictionary so
4: are you pro letting patient six die in order to save the other five or no
2: Assuming that they're all the same age or like all have the same circumstances. Same with the right. child problem, I would hope I would.
4: Say yeah, they're they're all right about the same age, same income, stuff like that. Like they're all equal.
2: Mm. So I want to say that I would help five but, at the same time, it all it all comes down to what's available in the different circumstances, so.
0: I mean, what are the odds of the person who, the one person, is a perfect match for five other people in the same hospital? Like, it's very- And you're their specific doctor. <laughs> it's, very it's very hard. Yeah. To find, like, it's not only just blood type, but you also have to have the same antibodies And you have to have, like, there's just so much that goes into if you're a donor match or not, that it's less, it's more likely for the human race to exist again on another planet (laughs) than for this to happen.
2: Yeah, let's make life happen again on another planet.
0: So... Let's
4: say, for some strange reason, this managed to happen and you're the doctor and you have to choose. What would you choose, Tyler?
0: Am I assuming that the patient that needs medicine is unconscious? Cannot choose?
4: Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're unconscious. They need medicine or they will die. And you have the medicine. They have no family. They can't, like, there's just a reason you have to choose for
0: them. Now, I know you said no code of conduct. Right. But in that case, I would have to say you harvest the organs because
2: mm.
0: most of the time, or, I'm going to assume that the other patients are conscious. They know that they need a transplant. They're on the waiting list. You have the capabilities right in front of you to save five people. And you have the, you have the final say. As the care provider, that this one person is incapacitated and they can't give you an answer for themselves. I think that you have to assume that it's in the better and it's what the single person would desire to have the organs donated but at the same time i think this comes down to a idea that i'd like to discuss to wrap up the episode of
4: i'm going to pause you and i'm going to go around for everyone else's opinions and then i'm going to play you how does that sound? Uh, fine.
0: <laughs> but that was such a good segue.
4: I know, I know, but we just didn't hear everyone else's responses yet.
2: You were jumping in too quick.
0: I know, but...
4: <laughs> okay, real quick, does anyone else agree slash disagree?
0: Five people should live.
3: You go first. What?
1: I was just say five people should live.
3: You can't purposely... I disagree. You can't purposely sabotage somebody's... Like, if you're their doctor, you can't sabotage them. Are you with Roshan? Well, there's there's like, no
1: there's no code of conduct here, so I don't I don't care.
3: But that's not even code of conduct. That's humanity. If you have the ability to save them with just medicine that you have on hand, you can't sabotage them because that's just straight up murder. You're actually murdering them.
1: Yeah, but there's no code of conduct, so I'm okay with that. <laughs>
2: If, I, six, if these six people are all matched, can't you just do, like, ring around the rosy with the five and just, like, because they can't all have the same one organ because one, one person can't supply for all right. of them. So oh. just, like, <laughs> pass around organs between all of them, they're all fine, then the medicine goes to one, then everything's everything's fine.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you know, you've only got one heart, and if needs a heart
0: transplant, that's not happening. I mean, well,
3: I have, have a solution.
0: Be- 3D print the organs. Ooh. That's, that's, do you that's think...
3: Is that possible?
0: That is very possible, and it is happening right now.
4: Hmm. I never even knew that was a thing. Well, assume that wasn't invented during this time. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, I think I, I could not let the one person die if I would be able to save them. And I know I wouldn't, I could save the five people on top of that if I had let patient six die, but I just, I don't think I could, like there's one thing of the five people dying because we don't have the organs, that's out of my control. But saving this one patient that we do have the medicine for, that's in my control and as a doctor. And I personally, I wanna go into the medical field. I've always wanted to be a doctor or a radiologist. Right now it's a forensic pathologist i've always wanted to save people and help people so i just i can't imagine myself letting that patient six die if i could save them
0: amy even
4: if it outnumbers
0: why don't you just let them all die and then you can be your coroner self
2: (gasps) perfect (laughs) when you said harvest earlier i genuinely thought you meant let them all die take all their (laughs) organs and save them for other people i was like well you could, but that's not the best idea. <laughs> but, Amy, what you're saying is genuinely, um, it's basically what Tyler was saying earlier with the with just the chance and the trolley problem of how the five people just happen to be in an unfortunate situation, but you can help that one person.
4: Right. Yeah.
2: So. Should we play Tyler now? Yeah, let's play Tyler now.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I got confused because of the wording. Good. All right. So there's a philosophy that is relatively new, and it's called effective altruism. And it's the idea of using, like, effective reasoning and evidence to support what the option for you to do is um, and this comes into play with more or rather less drastic scenarios this comes into play of donations and volunteering but a big factor of it is thinking about yourself you can't sacrifice yourself entirely or put yourself in a situation where you're going to be harmed in order to save someone else. Now, I think that it's a very good point. Like if donating the $5 to buy someone a hot dog is going to cause you to suffer. So um, I'm going to use an example I saw on a video a while back, um, which is the hot dog scenario. But say you have been wanting the the new Frogger game for uh, as long as it's been announced. And you've finally saved up the $5 to buy it.
4: I can love Frogger.
0: Now, <laughs> you really want this game and you go to the GameStop to buy it. But on the corner you see someone who's homeless and is asking for a hot dog. Now, you only have enough to buy one of them. Do you sacrifice your happiness to give that person the hot dog?
4: I know this sucks, but I think I'd say no. I know that's so
3: rude of me, but
0: Except it's not strictly rude. Like
3: No, it's not
0: about it. It's sacrificing your mental health to give to someone else. This is what effective altruism is all about. Do you put yourself in harm's way? to support another person, whether that's mentally, with your mental health, or physically by sacrificing your own life in the extreme trolley problem Bridget brought up earlier?
3: Right.
4: I think when it becomes, instead of person for person, when it becomes me and a person, I mean it's my brain, I'm thinking I have to put myself first, you know? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Anyone is welcome to disagree with me.
1: I agree with you, Amy.
3: No, But it kind of comes back to the idea of, like, karma, too, and whether you believe in that. Like, mm. for example, like, if you feel like, by helping this person you'll get help when you need it it's still kind of setting yourself up in the future too like yeah you're foregoing like getting a new game or like making yourself happy now but like you're also you can also think about it like one day if i'm desperate enough to ask a stranger on a street for food they'll get it for me you know
0: all right um Well, Bridget, do you have anything?
2: Um, I was thinking because a lot of people have the idea that some people that portray themselves as homeless may not actually be. And so by the fact that they're asking for a hot dog and not for the $5 itself kind of shows that they're in need of food rather than in need of money. And so because of that, I would probably buy into it more and get the hot dog. But um, typically in Boston, people go around asking for money itself rather than a specific item. And so that's when people start to get skeptical of it and think, oh, what's the money actually going towards? So I'd like to think that I'd get the hot dog for the person because they seem in actual need. But if I'm skeptical of the person, I would probably say no just because I don't know what they're actually doing with the money that I'm giving up for them.
0: Uh, I I haven't
1: met a nice person who's homeless in Boston ever. I want to point that out.
0: Um, Anyone else have any points on the hot dog?
2: Like oh, is this dogs? is this a
1: good hot dog or is it kind of like a eh, hot dog? Like, would it be worth? Oh my god! A hot dog? Tyler doesn't
2: right. like hot dogs either way, so that doesn't matter to
1: him. I know, but like, like if let's say Tyler loved hot dogs, right? Well, if, if you i like, never is loved this... hot dogs. Alright, but dogs okay. then it's chicken. Like, is it you know we're on, we're on the road here and you're, you're and asking it's like, a
2: vegetarian.
1: My okay, then it's a <laughs> carrot. It my a
2: point is, it's a a carrot. It's a carrot and a bun. There you That's, go. There's your hot dog.
0: That's actually a thing.
2: Yes, I'm more
0: um. I, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> um, and too
2: afraid
4: I'm, to answer the questions.
0: No, I'm worried about time. I don't yeah. want this episode to be too long. Fair enough. All right, so, I'm, this is going to be one last, and it's another personal question. Rather than you sacrificing other people, it's about yourself. So, assume that you are a actor you're not big yet um but you got the opportunity to audition for a movie you go audition and you get a callback but then you realize that the callback is the same date as your friend's wedding (laughs) do you go and that's rough and say hey i have this thing or I have this callback. It could be my big break, or do you just not talk to the person and go to the wedding?
2: I'd go to the wedding. It's because it's a once in a lifetime thing. Like, yeah, they could get married again, but it's it's not gonna be the same. You don't know if they'd get married again, so like you don't wanna miss out on that thing for your friend. And a callback, as much as it could be your break, you can always find another one. And yeah. I like- yeah,
3: callbacks are still a job like if you talk to the person like hiring you if you have a prior engagement you can always work to them to like reschedule that to like offer to go in the day before or offer to like meet them earlier in the day before the wedding or something like that you know like there are ways around it you just gotta and be me- willing to put yourself in a position to like ask for it.
1: I think any good friend would understand if a career choice came into um, a play and you're like, look, I want to be here for you, but this is like the rest of my life. It could be. And I need to, I need to make that choice. You know?
3: Well, it's their wedding. It's the rest of their life too.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, like, again, I, I think they would understand like, it's like, it's not like, you know, you miss that opportunity um To go to that callback, right? Then and you don't get the job, like that's that's a big deal. Whereas, like, you don't go to someone's wedding, but like you wanted to be there, they're still gonna be married, you can still see them, and and things like that. It, it's not like an opportunity lost, you know what I mean? Like, I think any good friend would understand that, but, no, but again, it's, it's it's subject to interpretation.
3: It's also like if they found out the sub like the callback, like the week before the wedding, and then they tell like the person a week before their wedding that they're not coming, like that person has already, like, created, like, the place settings, spent, like, time and energy into that, spent money on, like, whatever food that they got. So weddings are expensive per person. Like, you have to think about, like, your friend, too, because, like, again, any good friend would understand that, like, it's the rest of your life, but any good good friend would also understand how important a wedding is for, like, a person, you know, and how much effort they put into planning that and making it special for everyone, there, I agree with Roisin. I
4: would personally go to the wedding because honestly, yeah, it would be my dream to act and everything, and I'm really trying hard to be successful. But it's also like friends and family come first, you know.
1: But when, but so you do not come first?
3: Well, there's no guarantee that you'll mm-hmm. get it anyway. If you miss the wedding and don't get the part, like, you did this for what?
1: For an opportunity.
3: I I would I would.
1: Just, it, I, I, would I just feel wedding. like it's it's like it's like you have a job interview for the job you've always wanted, it, whether or not it's acting, and you don't get the job. It's like it's like you that's the job you've always wanted. Like, so what am I gonna do? Miss out? I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, but this has been what I've been working for my entire life. Who knows if this opportunity is gonna come up again? Like I, I, can't say like I, there are a thousand weddings, and of course it's my best friend's wedding, but I they'll always be my best friend. If they get mad at you about that, then they're not a good friend. Well, so
0: it's not even your best friend. It's just yeah. One of the
1: well, it, and that makes it even more so. It's just like if if they get mad at you that you don't go to their wedding for you for you, like then they're a horrible friend.
4: I don't I don't think so. If I wasn't that close, if I was not really close to them, I would say. Hey, I right. I can't make
0: it. I but like if let me just if, me if just, it were my if,
4: best friend or a close friend, I'd go.
0: Let me say what kind of friend it is. It's a friend that you would like have over on a Friday night to have a dinner with them, but also some other friends, or you'd invite them over for Sunday brunch. But it's not a friend that. You would go and spend time with only them.
1: I think that just makes like my case yeah. a more solid.
4: Yeah, I if I'd never like talked to them one on one or been able to like, I just if I only met with them in group settings, we wouldn't be that like close. I think like we could be, but. I don't know. Uh, that's like, that's actually really Like good if I'm dilemma.
1: if if I'm the best man in the wedding and I say no, no, no you're like deaf. that's like that's an awful thing. But if I if they just like want me to go, like then that's I I, I think that that's irrational.
3: No, I don't think you should be missing their wedding until you've exhausted every other way to try and like get both things.
1: I, I like can try I can and get, get behind
3: that. Until you've exhausted everything, skipping the wedding shouldn't be an option.
1: I think it should be an option, but I don't disagree that you shouldn't try other things. I I do agree with that.
2: Also, connecting to what Amy said about how if um, I've never been one-on-one with that person, that I wouldn't feel as uh, obligated to go. It's also like the other friends that are in that friend group, are they also going? Because if you're a friend group together, it's kind of like prom. You want that prom picture all together. And so it's not the same when one person is out. you can accept it depending on the situation like if it's some drastic scenario but if it's something really simple then it's a little more like trying to figure out if they could have gone i personally would go whether it was like a really really close because i think i would be more guilt-tripped personally just because i'm that kind of person but also just because i genuinely want to see them happy and succeed so
3: Yeah, like, I've missed, like, like, oh, a couple years ago, my, like, my favorite artist, like, somebody who I'd been following for years came in, and I got tickets, and then I found out after that my cousin's, um, like, graduation party was the same day, and so I ended up missing the graduation party to go to the concert, and while, like, I had an amazing time, and it was an unbelievable experience, like, I still missed that graduation you know and I felt horrible about it like it almost like it didn't make the concert feel worse worth it and it really makes you think like is that part is that specific job like for this actor going to be worth it
4: I agree with that I was going to go to a concert as well with a bunch of friends and then uh, it was panic at the disco concert and I wasn't too into them, but a lot of my friends are going. So I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. And I wanted to go. And then my grandfather's birthday dinner, not even his birthday, his birthday dinner fell literally the exact same time. So I ended up going to the birthday dinner instead. And to be honest, I was a little salty about it. <laughs> but I, in the end, I am happy I made that choice.
3: So, Amy, looks like we made opposite choices, but wish we made the same one. (laughs) Yeah. All
0: right. Well, on that note, I think it's a good place to wrap up this episode. Um, I think we definitely had some good conversation, definitely had some debates, but... If we're friends, then we definitely should be able to do that. And I think we handled it pretty well. Um, So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.